Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Finally, after all this time, we have broken into the Disney Studios. We have the Disney wand. Hi, welcome oh. back. Oh, We're, shit. Welcome okay. to the Disney Channel. <laughs> what? The amount that I wanted to do that as a child, immeasurable. Oh, seriously. I know that it was all fake. I know that it was all CGI. But yeah. the amount that I thought as a young kid that it was just a glow stick and that they were just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> making magic. Ugh. Yeah. I was obsessed with, there was at one point, I think on Twitter a couple of years ago, where people just put out the raw videos from all of them, like in a montage of them no, doing it and like tracing where the actual, like where their <laughs> hand motions go. And they never, ever once made like the, the actual shape right. It's all fucked up. It's so funny. <sighs> No, I don't know (laughs) that I can take another Disney thing being broken. And I think truly that's going to happen for a lot of kids now when they get their vaccination at Disneyland. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) And they're going to be like, "Uh, yeah, what's up, Donald Duck? Uh, Could you just give me a good old shot in the booty, please? That's maybe the worst mental picture I've ever (laughs) conjured so thank you why are they doing it in disneyland i don't know that's so scary to me seems a little off brand it seems pretty off brand but but i guess you know do what you gotta do honest to god though if i'm if i'm truly being honest and authentic with myself if i could get a vaccine and then get one of those fucking big pickles that does sound like (laughs) a great day to me so if i'm just being true Listen, and if there's one group of people that wants to be vaccinated more than anyone else, it is Disney kids that That's true. can't go to Disneyland <laughs> anymore. <laughs> or slash Disney adults that can't go. Yeah. And here's my biggest fear, though, and I'm glad that you brought this up, is in fact Disney adults. Right. <laughs> is I am so terrified because the fact that they are doing this at Disneyland is how many people are going to get vaccinated and then immediately propose at Disneyland. Like, I... Oh, Stop. No, you no. stop because you know that that's a thought going through a lot of people's head and you know Disney is yeah. going to take that marketing and be like, ah, yes, more power for me. And it's like, hmm. yes. I know people personally that have gotten engaged at Disneyland. And like, if that's one of you, me too. Yep. <laughs> no shade, but I am judging you. <laughs> like, <laughs> am I saying that as a millennial who has a Twilight podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we also, anytime we shit on anyone, we have no basis to stand on because we're two adults that right. talk about Twilight every week and have done so for four yeah. years. Right. So fuck it, whatever. Our judgment means nothing. <laughs> right, exactly. But you come to us for that. So you know what? That's fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Cody, how you doing? I'm good, man. Solely because as of today, yeah. I am the proud owner of a flask that looks like a fish. <laughs> oh my god. It is maybe the best thing that's ever happened to me. 
I'm a new person. Not that I'm going to be going anywhere to conceal alcohol with a flask because I've been inside for a year. But the second I can, I will have (laughs) it in one that looks like a fish. (laughs) And that is worth it to me. I know that I've said this countless times over the past four years, but that is the most water sign thing I think you have ever done. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's true. Listen, if they they made one shaped like a crab, which doesn't seem anatomically (laughs) correct or possible, but if they do, that might be next. Yeah, I don't know how they would do that in a way that you wouldn't have to keep shaking it. Like, it wouldn't be discreet. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) Now, if we're being honest with ourselves, is it going to be alcohol or are you going to squeeze fruit juice packets? What are those called? Capri Suns uh, (laughs) into your flask and drink it from there. Oh, shit. Maybe. Maybe that's just what I drink everything in now. I'll just pour (laughs) my fucking coffee in there straight up. Just (laughs) try desperately to get French press coffee into a flask. Yeah, for real. It just burns your body. (laughs) Yeah. How are you doing, man? Oh, my God. I mean, (laughs) just just on cloud nine right now, just feeling so supported by so many institutions. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. By every area of my life. Mm. Feeling really fulfilled, comforted. (laughs) Feeling so well rested. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. feeling so relaxed and not yes. anxious. <laughs> yeah. What I am bringing to the space is something I brought before, which is The Bachelor, but not just the show, The Bachelor. Specifically, Matt James. <laughs> and yes. Matt James himself. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm convinced more than any other season of a reality show I've ever watched that Matt James is contractually obligated to be shirtless three times an episode. Oh, certainly. And I'm more certain of that than most things I am on a daily basis, which (laughs) (laughs) is a lot given my life and things. Um, This show is buck wild. There are more women on here than I've ever seen in my life. Just a gaggle of women. (laughs) There's just a murder of women. Yeah. Specifically, like, there are a lot of women this season from the Pacific Northwest, Mm, which is very odd. Like, that never usually happens. And so I find every time that someone from Seattle or Renton or, like, where I grew up in Oregon comes on there, I'm like, hey, I probably know that person. I don't know that person, but I probably do. (laughs) So it's very interesting. This season already is ridiculous. I am convinced that (laughs) one of the women is just a producer plant in just to cause more drama. It has brought me great joy to just unplug and watch something that has nothing to do with the world. A lot of times people that listen to the show mention something like that of just like, it is just nothing to do with anything that's going on in the world. Um, And it's just an hour of a break. And that is what I get from watching this. And so sure, it doesn't bring me any intellectual uh, joy, like sure, but fuck it, like I don't need it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, a- that's overrated. Intellectual joy is overrated. Listen, being smart is overrated. I'll just yeah. say that this is the um, year of the bimbo, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I don't <on>. need <laughs> to be smart. Um, all that's gotten me is debt and anxiety. So fuck it. <laughs> Listen, I want to go back to not <laughs> being it. smart. <laughs> Speaking of, I want to talk to you about some of my favorite people in this world, who I think are very smart. Could you take us 
to what we should, a corner that we should have had a long time ago. Um, but could you take me to the Haley Williams corner, please? And thank you. Ugh, it's about time we finally carved a space. Four years Haley too Williams. late, some might say. Four years too late. And I apologize on our behalf, Miss Williams. This is also kind of a spiritual follow up to our conversation last week. It is. About <laughs> the Phoebe Bridgers Twilight Cinematic Universe. <laughs> because literally, literally, after we stopped recording last week, Phoebe Bridgers tweeted. The Twilight soundtrack really dodged a bullet by existing before I made music, which is verbatim what we said. So, Miss Haley Williams responded to this tweet, saying, It is with a single grain of humility and a mild sense of authority on the subject that I'd like to disagree. I would literally pass out. I, could you? I would die. I, <laughs> I would die. I'd be on the floor. I completely agree. I This interaction, it is no surprise, right? The, yeah. the interaction between these two is not the first. It will not be the last. Um, yeah. But I just, uh, can, you, can you even imagine what it would have been like? I talked about this in length last week, but I'm not over yeah. it because I just need it so desperately. Right. Just get them all back into the studio and be like, okay. <laughs> We are going to play these movies right in front of you. We will give you the money. Add more music to this universe, please, and thank you. Yes, let's go. Extended universe right. album reimagined. Let's go. Exactly. And she has the audacity. Like after all of the all of the work that Haley has added and the contributions that have been added to yes. the Twilight fan base from her music alone. She has to be like, oh yeah, actually our music isn't the best from the Twilight soundtracks. Ma'am? Yeah. Ma'am. Listen, she does shout out the Radiohead credit song, which isn't even, I guess, technically on the OG soundtrack. It is a bop. There's no doubt about that. The actual Twilight Twitter account responded to this. First of all, who? First Who of all, you? we have been saying for years, open <sighs> invitation, literally yes. come on whenever we want to know who you are. You can Show even, yourselves. honest to God, like, we don't even need to see who you are. If you no. need to put that fucking, like, voice altering yeah. stuff on. I'll put a little fucking filter on it. Why not? I'll give exactly. you anonymity. Absolutely. I just need to know. Mm-hmm. how in god's name it has been it is 2021 and you are still on this job for seeking out right yeah. exactly oh god i love it unreal it is wild to me that this is technically considered an article when it is really just linking a shit ton of uh, just twitter <laughs> just yeah. tweets um but yeah. yes this is also a follow-up to another story that we have talked about before some of you all might remember <laughs> when we <laughs> talked about the alternate universe that we could have had with a Twilight script. Yeah. A la NCIS, a la Sharks. Lots of things that were happening with this script that was very, like, big screen, lots of drama, CIA agents, Lots mm-hmm. of stuff happening on here. Essentially, Screen Rant realized that this story existed now. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, whoa, 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 whoa. The source material is different. We need to talk about it. What I don't want to rehash is this story because we have talked about it before. 
But mm-hmm. instead, draw your attention to this article that was posted by Adrian Tyler on Screen Rant that says, Twilight, how Bella's movie story was almost completely different because <laughs> of the visuals that are on here. What yes. they have done... <laughs> What they have done is essentially created what I can only describe as almost like a virtual flip book or like a virtual scrapbook. Mm. It It is very cinematic in all of the photos and captions that they have selected in trying to say that in a different universe, Bella Swan would have been smoking hot, which is disrespectful to Kristen Stewart, first of all. How dare you? First of all. (laughs) (laughs) The way that they have organized it makes it incredibly dramatic, which I find hilarious. And it is (laughs) worth a peek if after, if you, like many of us, have spent the past, oh, I don't know, 12 months, maybe four years doom scrolling Mm -hmm. on the internet and just need something to refresh a little bit. Yeah. That might be helpful. Palette cleanser. Exactly. We do have a lot of music themes <laughs> uh, yes, this week. very musical episode. The last thing I wanted to touch on here is a little bit of a, a history note. A lot of the things that I've noticed, specifically when on our Twilight TikTok, which, hey, follow us there if you have not. Yes. Cody does hey. a lot of great work on there. I've noticed that a lot of the youth that is on there, uh, are sharing really valuable pieces of Twilight facts. Yes. Education is so important. (laughs) It is. And a lot of them are re-engaging or engaging with the Twilight history for the first time, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Because I am father time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It often comes across to me like, yes, what else? Um, Right. Which I often have to be like, that it, I have to remind myself, like, ah, yes, these people are engaging with the fandom for the first time. Please stop being so jaded. Yes. But I wanted to share this with you um, because of the fact that it was going around and people were like, what? And I thought maybe some of our listenership might not know this. So back in, Jesus, what would this have been? 2008, when mm-hmm. the first Twilight movie came out, there was a lot of talk within the blogs, it would have been back then, about what Bella's yeah. Bella's lullaby was going to sound like, whether it was going to be an original composition or something that already existed. And it was two camps. Some people thought that it was going to be an original composition, something that Edward already had and that like a composer for the score was going to make. Other people, when trying to develop this in their brains, chose something that was already created by a pianist to kind of share what they were thinking. And a lot of people landed on a song titled River Flows in You by the pianist Yuruma. This was incredibly popular, picked up by the masses during this time. So much so that freshman year me knew about this back then. Had it on my iPod, listened to it every single night. Like, when I still used my iPod back then, before I transferred over 
to Spotify, I think in like 2011, because I listened to it every night. I think it had like, I want to say at least 10,000 plays, like ridiculous amount. Right. Um, totally. And so when people went to the movie for the first time, I it wasn't even that the first time. I think it was when they saw the first clip of the trailer I want to say they and noticed him like playing the piano. They were like, oh, holy shit. <laughs> but there was a lot of discourse of like trying to figure out what song he was playing. So I right. wanted to share this because of the fact that there is some history of like, oh, they thought it was going to be this one, but it's not. It's actually an original composition. So in case you didn't know, now you know. I remember having to listen to this song for the first time on YouTube on dial-up internet. But like, (laughs) I think it was technically like, I don't know, like Comcast internet, maybe a little bit faster at that point, but like barely. Sure. There is some history for those of you who are maybe new to the fandom at this time that like, remember your roots, okay? <laughs> like, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> we have a question from one of our patrons, Sarah. Would you like to read it? Absolutely. Do you think Stephanie uses J names because of her religion and maybe idolizes the Duggar, the what? <laughs> yeah, the Duggars. <laughs> okay, the Duggars whose kids name their uh Name their kids starting with J's. I had never made this connection. Neither. Yeah, me either. When I first saw this question and uses J names, I was like, oh, yes, because of Jesus. Great. Totally. Right. I had never thought of the fact that it's the Duggars. Have Did you ever watch TLC growing up? I did. Yes, absolutely. So th- are you then familiar with 19 kids and counting? I did not watch that. No. Okay. Me either. I was I was more of a John and Kate plus eight. Oh, shit. Of kind of person you know okay i get you i get you um i only know about 19 kids and counting is because apparently there's like a major subsection of tiktok that talks about them which is wild sure okay i did not know about that but sure this is a fantastic question and i had not thought about this before i think that that is a i i don't know is the answer which is not a helpful answer sarah and i apologize sure I do know, I don't know if you had any families like this when you were growing up, Cody, but I knew several families who named all of their kids with the same first letter. And that seems so difficult (laughs) as a parent to be like Mackenzie, Michaela, Mikhail. And it's like, God damn, like, (laughs) like, that just seems so annoying, especially as you get older and you just start to forget shit. Like, totally that. Oh, God. But I hadn't thought about the fact of like, oh, maybe it's a Mormon thing. And maybe, maybe, you know what? I can see it. I can see the red string. Totally. Yeah. Which then makes the J for Jesus also make sense there. Yes. Um, (laughs) And so you know what, Sarah, you're on to something. I can't even think of 19 J names. That seems like (laughs) I would literally have to Google it. And that is. Yeah. Like, at some point, you might just have to name your kid Jam, right? Jam. Like, you would have a jam and a jelly, like, and that's just disrespectful, right? Right. You know when you Google, like, an actor or someone, like, a, a notable person, and they'll be like, oh, here's a, they're like, the name of their spouse or, like, the name of their children. Like, yeah. This one, it has, uh, for first episode date, network, and 19th child. 
Jesus Christ. Okay, now hold on. Wait a fucking second. If this is actually connected, Stephanie, we need to talk. Because one of these Duggar kids, now I might need to actually get into Duggar TikTok. One of these kids' name is Ginger, but it starts with a J, and that's nothing. Okay, here's also what's fucked up about that, because the 19th one's name is Josie, which is a normal, regular J name. Sure, But they got to Ginger with a J first? The number six kid. How? What? And at (laughs) some point, at some point, these parents probably started calling their kids numbers. Right? Don't? You have to, right? And that's so fucked up. That seems like a nightmare. Okay, all right. All right, hold the fuck up. (laughs) Hold the fuck up. This is all I care about now, and I understand why. So they started off with Josh. Joshua, technically, but like, that's like a normal biblical name. I got it. Yeah. And then there's Jana, normal Mormon name. Yeah, right. And then John David, which is a, that's a fucking, (laughs) you're on a close line there, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) Both of those are biblical names, but you're Mm. kind of, that's not, hey, David is not a J name. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) And then Jill, which is a very, hey, I get it. Yeah, classic J. But then five is Jessa. That's not a name. I mean, I I think Lena Dunham's girls would argue that, uh, on the contrary, that is a name. <laughs> but Lena is also not a name. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know that she has any right. You're right. I didn't even think about it. Like, <laughs> I think okay. Oh. So here's the thing. So Jessa and Ginger were born in '92 to '93. I think there was definitely a point at this time where they kind of fucked up, like big time. <laughs> Like, I think Bill Clinton was going through some shit at this time, and they were like, you know what? We fucked up, personally. Can you imagine having a kid in every single Zodiac sign? That sounds like my personal hell. Jesus. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. I can't look at the Duggars anymore. All I'm just saying is, like, I understand now why a lot of people are very confused by their choices. Anyways, last thing here before we talk about the host and more of Stephanie fucking on her bullshit. Um, We got a lovely question from a new patron named Bailey. Hi, Bailey. Hello. Hi. Um, Who asked a lovely question, which is that they just joined as a patron and they noticed one of their perks, which is that they could ask us to do a bonus Jonas, which, hi, if you didn't know, as a patron, you can make us do stuff. You can. Yes. We ask all the time during our bonus Jonas's, what the hell do you want us to talk about? And sometimes y'all act like you tell us what you want, and then sometimes you do not. Right. So it's helpful to know. So Bailey asked if we would discuss the 2019 adaptation of Little Women, and Bailey, I never thought you would ask. And so I'm so glad. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I'm so glad that you finally asked. Uh, Yeah, I'll fucking talk about Little Women all day, every day. We can do a double feature. We can do all all versions of Little Women. Absolutely. I'm so glad yeah. that someone finally asked us to talk about something of quality on this show. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So the last time that we talked about Stephanie being on her bullshit, she was having us read about caves. Yes. And Wander slash Melanie getting the shit slapped out of her. It got a little hit. <laughs> Listen, there was a lot of violence. Yes. And <clears throat> Melanie was very excited. 
She was happy to be in the space, not realizing that just because she was outside of the desert, it did not mean that things were good for her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But lessons were to be learned. And she also, um, by the end of the chapter, was like, as long as Jamie is safe, I will go with this doctor and sacrifice myself. And that is where we left off. So, folks, because the fact that this is a book that has, and I will not let you all forget about it, questions and topics at the end, I will ask you to make inferences on the fact (laughs) that this chapter is titled Guarded. Ooh, what could it mean? (laughs) What could it possibly mean? (laughs) Um, We know Stephanie, she likes to embed a lot of deep messages that take a lot of analysis to discuss. And so when Wanderer comes to, they have no idea where they are. Just know that shockingly still hungry after all this time. Still hungry, still thirsty, have a headache, wonder why. Couldn't have been because they got their shit rocked. (laughs) Um, And also some observations of being in a rough, oddly curved pocket. So that doesn't sound great. (laughs) (laughs) Not a fan of that particular phrasing. Yeah, I, the initial first thought that I had was like an adult sized hot pocket. Like one of those little (laughs) (laughs) aluminum hot pockets, which, yeah. I don't hate. It's like being in a race car bed of your own making, you know? Right. (laughs) Exactly. And I don't hate that, but it does not sound ideal either. Lots of descriptions about the musty air. Just, hey, in case we don't talk about it, just know that the air is musty. Just know it's like not a good, it's not good air that's going on here. It's not that high-filtered cave air that you come to expect. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) It's not that good... It's not that good, clean, ocean, Pacific Northwest forest, ocean air kind of stuff. Right. Think like think like a bathroom on an airplane. Not good air. Sure. Wanderer is afraid to open their eyes. Just, you know, because it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> not just because, like, they don't know if they're in a prison or whatever is going on. But just, right. you know, sometimes you just don't want to open your eyes. Um, It'd be like that. It'd be like that sometimes. There's also this sound that appears out of nowhere. And so naturally, Wanderer screams. And we see Jared come out of nowhere, just half lit up. And of course, because he's Jared and he's a main character of Stephanie's making, his lips are tight with anger. And he has a vein in his forehead that's pulsing. God. (laughs) (laughs) Just things I did not want to think about from this 30-year-old man. I don't want to think about any part of him pulsing, but especially not just a fucking vein in his forehead. No, thank you. I'm good. Especially while acting as someone's captor, effectively. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Like, that's not the the image that I... Stephanie, don't put your kinks on me. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. That's not, not what I want. Or anything, but I don't have to see that, so. To shame. I, actually, I will. I will okay. do that. I, <laughs> Cody's kind. I'm not. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, I'm happily aggressive. No, no, thank you. We also find out, <laughs> so he, we find out that Jared has been like sitting guard outside what seems like a, 
Wanderer says it's a cell. It's not. Like, we're in caves, folks. They don't listen. There's no prison bars here. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been, like, sitting guard outside this. Wanderer also finds out that there's been... Jared, like, shoved a tray in front of Wander. And so there's now food here. So there's, like, a water bottle. There's some bread, some soup. And Jared is, like, disgust. Like, he literally gave Wander this food. And he's, like, disgusted <laughs> that Wander is eating it. It's so gross. Like... Shut up, dude. Wonder is hungry. Yeah. Sorry you made busted-ass cave food. I'm sorry. Like. Right, exactly. <laughs> Naturally, though, like, they're kind of confused by it. Like, I think that the impression at the end of the chapter was, like, sacri- like sacrificing. Yeah. And now it's like, why are they feeding me? <laughs> like, what is right. happening here? And Wonder is just so, like, mesmerized by the concept of soup, too, which I find very for charming. Real. <laughs> it's like... There were, like, multiple paragraphs. Yeah. It's like, what is this (laughs) mysterious substance? Which, like, I get. You're an alien. But, like, it's very cute. The idea that they're on other planets, like, a Panera doesn't exist, I think is... (laughs) (laughs) Just has never had a broccoli cheddar soup. The second second we get out of here, we're taking you to get a bread bowl, my man. We are (laughs) going to live large. (laughs) Yeah, the innov- human innovation at its finest. Wonder, I know that you just had soup and bread as separate things, but picture Turn this. <laughs> what if bread and soup are together? It can get better. <laughs> it's going to really freak your bean when they are touching. <laughs> Humans ain't so bad after all, huh, Wonder? <laughs> you call us barbaric, violent yeah. creatures, but we are fucking food innovators, so. Could a depressed person do this? <laughs> Could a deligerent species make this, huh? <laughs> you call us lazy, but we put bread and soup together, so we put our ice cream in our cone. So what Whoa. about that, Wander? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair though, I was also a little bit confused by the soup because there's there's some crunchiness that's happening yeah, here. It's a lot of Last time going I, <laughs> Last time I checked, the only crunchiness that happens in soup is like a tortilla soup. Sure, yeah. And what are talk- some oyster crackers? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that in the apocalypse, they still have oyster crackers. <laughs> and the tiny little bags, too. Like, <laughs> listen, nobody, listen, the amount of oyster crackers that have ever been made have all been made before. They are just, Honest like, God. remnants from the 40s. Like, everyone is just using the same stash of oyster crackers that just That's haven't true. perished since then. And I'm sure they'd last the apocalypse. Same with the Twinkies we're talking about, you know? It shit, that's, they're just there. <laughs> I completely agree. Stuff that would survive the apocalypse. A list. Oyster crackers. Twinkies, candy <laughs> yeah. corn, yes. and all of them can totally. work as making shelters as well. So I think I think yes. it would make sense. <laughs> so, yeah. and all of those actually hit different needs on the food pyramid. If you're really so being you're honest, good. yeah. So. <laughs> you have carbs, you have vegetables, and you have dessert. So as far yeah, as I'm concerned, right. you're fine. <laughs> yeah. And yes, I am counting candy corn as vegetables eat my butt so <laughs> it's made from corn syrup you can't tell me that's not a vegetable you can't anyways after eating that soup wonder's health bar has like come up just half a heart and so melanie comes back which i love i love this idea yeah. that um melanie is essentially what is that blue fairy called in legend of zelda Oh, Navi? Navi, yeah. yeah. I like the idea that Melanie is kind of like Navi. Because she kind of appears and she's like, I can't believe Jared hit me. Like, he's kind of hot and I kind of did like it, but I can't believe he hit me. 
But it was rude. <laughs> it was kind of rude. At least use the safe word. Like, come on. Like, again, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. And, like, in front of all those people, which, again, I did kind of like, but I <laughs> did not expect it to happen. Yeah. Anyways, weird little moment that happens mm. there. There's some situations that are some conversations, I would say, that are happening between the two of them, um, especially because Wonder is like, um, I know that you're saying that you wouldn't have done the same, but if Jared would have just come barreling at you with my <laughs> eyes, you definitely would have rocked his shit. And she's like, yeah. mm, you know what? That's fair. <laughs> so <laughs> that is, uh, that's fair. The other thing that's wild is into this chapter when Melanie and Wander are still having this conversation is Melanie starts to have the realization that Wander actually loves Jared as well. And Melanie had not had that realization before. And it was like, now wait a goddamn minute. I thought. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I thought that was just me. And Wander's like, now, <laughs> listen, don't be rude here. But yeah, Melanie's hey, like, hey. you are a three inch worm. How can you fall in love with a 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> and Wonder's like, first of all, I'm not three inches long. So, rude. Yeah, rude. Take it back. <laughs> I um, am a little yeah. bit longer than three inches when you extend me. So, rude. <laughs> when I reach my full potential. <laughs> <laughs> when I actually try, I'm yeah. <laughs> not that. So On a good day. <laughs> <laughs> and second of all, I only fell in love with him, Melanie, because you were so goddamn convincing. So whose fault is it really? Yes. I didn't and- ask to be born in your <laughs> stupid body and your brain. That's only things about this man. So, so that's just- on you, man. I don't want to be in love with this dude. They're just literally two Spider-Men looking at each other like, wait a goddamn <laughs> Yeah. Who did this? <laughs> and so Melanie's like, well, fuck. Uh... So, if you were in another person's body, would you still love Jared? And they're both like, I don't know, man. <laughs> like, we're both kind of in a pickle here. Yeah. So, fuck. <laughs> what this makes me think of, at least the vibe I got from this, is it's it gave me a similar tone to the tent scene in Eclipse. Of yeah, like, totally. It, I don't know, I can't really pinpoint why it did, but it was just like something about the kind of like helplessness of these two characters reminded me a lot, I think, of the helplessness that I felt in the tent scene in Eclipse, mm-hmm. I think. And so that stood out to me a lot. And I think that is something, if I had to compliment Stephanie. that she tends I mean she tends to do a lot with her characters but I think it's something that she tends to write pretty well Mm -hmm. in the sense of like I don't know if she's going to make something similar across all of her books this is actually a different way to take that feeling and write it differently I guess yeah I agree totally so there's that. And I will not, that's the only compliment I'm going to give her because there's another moment here that feels very similar. So, um, and it is literally on the next page. So, <laughs> after being able to get some sustenance, Wander and Melanie both fall asleep. Very quickly afterwards, I wake up um, to hearing lovely Machete Kyle and Jared yes. <laughs> arguing. 
And I just, as we are describing this, folks, I want you to just keep in your brain the <laughs> um, the Port Angeles fight in your brain. No reason. No just reason. Just think about it. Just think about <laughs> Save it. Save it for later, maybe. Just, maybe just... Maybe just think about it, and if it if you note any similarities, maybe just think back on why that is there. So Kyle is here. Um, he seems to have like found this miraculous cave um, that seems to have been like far away. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jared it seems seems to have won something. Is what both Wander and Melanie have come to a conclusion on right. is like Jared seems to have won something. That is why Wander is not being tortured and not being killed immediately. But Kyle is angry about it. And he's going to be mad. <laughs> and also it seems like that Dr. Ian is there too. Um, and so they're all very angry. And the, the chapter on this ends with them about to like rock Jared's shit. But before that happens, like when they're about to start like choking him out, Wander just launches through a hole. And you might be like, how logistically does that work? And that's a great question. And it's not answered because we move to the next chapter. You'll love to see it. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, and I still can't really figure out how this happens, but it felt a lot like, you better hold on tight, spider monkey. Like, it's just a... (laughs) Moving from a sleep, like a laying down sleeping position to just like jumping. Yeah. I have no idea how it happened. But now Wander is standing in front of Jared blocking the way here. And it's a lot of like, there's a lot of masculinity that's happening mm, in this moment. There's certainly. a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> anger that's happening. And so, of course, Wander is like, what the fuck's going? Can y'all stop it? Hey, 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 stop <laughs> Cut it out. This is gross. But of course, Jared is like, rawr, like, <laughs> let me take care of this. I don't want an alien species dealing with this. Mm. And I feel like this would have just continued in perpetuity of them just being like, rawr, on both sides for forever. Yeah. And it would have been funny if it was an emo, like, rawr. <laughs> um, but it's not. <laughs> um, it's like a, we're going to actually, like, beat the shit out of you. And it's, it's a fight in the way that Stephanie does fights, which is a lot of, like, scowling and saying monster and hissing and saying, like, it's not your duty to protect me. <laughs> um, very, like, again, we've seen this fight happen in four other books before. <laughs> yeah. And if you just imagine what those fights read like before, you know. You know what this looks like. It only actually yeah. ended um, not because a vampire ripped another person's head off, but instead because of an, a very tired old man with a gun who didn't shoot anyone, just clicked it and was like, can y'all shut the fuck up, actually? <laughs> yeah. Which, I don't condone guns. I don't condone gun violence. I do condone uh angry and tired old men in this situation though who are just like i'm very tired of this showboating of masculinity yeah please stop so i appreciate that and it seems like finally jeb is able to ask like 
this is Jared's decision about what is going to happen to Wanderer, even though Jared will not look at Wanderer. So what is the decision? <laughs> um, so ultimately, Jared has to be like, I guess Wanderer has to stay alive. Rawr. And then he just like <laughs> runs away. A shocker, folks. I feel like you could have imagined that that was what was going to happen. And so, of course, Wanderer is just chilling, getting more food, chilling out. Until you might have thought about this yourself is what happens um, when Melanie's body needs to do bodily functions. And this is when we get to my favorite part of these two chapters, which is the MTV Cribs-esque tour. Yes. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome to my crib. (laughs) (laughs) That Jeb takes us on when walking to the bathroom. And this is why I appreciate this conspiracy theory-esque man who I think in any other universe could be incredibly conservative Mm. and, yeah, who just might not be as open-minded as we see in this story. And this Cribs tour is amazing. More talking than we've ever seen from this man or probably more than Melanie might have ever seen from her uncle. Lots of (laughs) explanations about caves. Lots of talk about (laughs) the light and the crevices and the lava that used to be there. Mm -hmm. Lots of, like, talks about the gaps. Um, Stuff that really should have been in, like, other MTV Cribs tours, some might say. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) (laughs) And makes me, as I was reading through this, I was like, yeah, I can definitely imagine MTV Cribs uh, crew. Just, like, coming through this. Because he's just like, yeah, like, I found this place back in the 70s. Well, I mean, it kind of found me. Like, I fell through the roof. (laughs) I probably should have died. But, like, (laughs) I kind of just, like, found my way out. (laughs) And I was just, I don't know. Like, I just, like, explored it and kept it up. And it was great. (laughs) It was very good. Um, And by the end, he takes Wander into this, like, massive room and asks Wander what they think, and that's mm-hmm. where the chapter ends. Wayho. <laughs> yeah. Lots of Cribs tour-esque stuff there, which is great. Love that. I know. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so we'll get to see more of those spaces in chapter 17 and 18 next week, which is fantastic. But for now, we have some amazing patrons to thank. Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do. Would you like to start with thanking what I always like to think of as our birthday party guests? (laughs) Yes. Shout out to Mallory Hardwick. Thank you to Katie Black. Thank you, Kylie Minty. Thank you to Elizabeth James. Woo! Yeah! Thank you to Jess Love. Pew, 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 pew. Mm, mm. Thank you to Alex Dornan. Thank you, Carrie Goldberg. Pew, 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 pew. Mm. Thank you to Mickey Meyer. Ow! Yeah! Wee. Shout out Zoe Steele. Wee, 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 wee. Uh. Thank you to Rebecca Cullen. Thank you, Amy Taylor. Woohoo! Ooh. Thank you to Mulch Gray. 
Mount. <laughs> Shout out Taylor Brown Town Watner. Woo! Ooh. Thank you to Aaron Weber. Shout out Gwen Stanley. Thank you to Jasmine Anastasia. Ooh, yeah. Shout out Bailey Christian. Thank you to my mom, Kelly Beck. Mom! Mom! <laughs> Shout out Aaron Salinger. Thank you to Sophia Salinger. Shout out India Peach. Thank you to Jay Molina. Ow! Yeah! Shout out Casey Yorkie. Mm, mm, mm. And last but certainly not least, thank you to Sarah Blythe. Boing, boing, boing. I have a fan fiction for you today. <gasps> it is titled Two Different Worlds. It is written by Unwritten Love Dreams. And yes. the summary. Well, this was <laughs> this was published on April 3rd of 2009 and <laughs> it is <laughs> a long time ago and it is the summary is when two people from two different places in the world come together on the internet will there be two different worlds to bring them close together. Now, I did not realize until after reading this that this was a crossover between Twilight and Camp Rock. <gasps> Very fun. <laughs> um, but I'm going to read just an excerpt from, <laughs> from Bella signing in to a chat room. It is very short. It is very sweet. But I feel like it encapsulates Bella's personality. Mm. So... The chat room is titled, Talk to People from Around the World. Oh, this one looks promising. Not like the others. I'm going to see what that's about. Summary. If you want to know what it's like around the world, just click here and send your email address. and We will send you someone else's so you can talk to them. A wonderful way to make new friends. No parents' permission required if you are 17 years or older. Name here. Bella Swan. Email address, Bella12345 at hotmail.com. Age here, 16. Personality here. I'm quiet with a low confidence. I have few (laughs) friends, but loyal to the ones that I have. I'm smart, nice, interesting, and understanding. Can talk for hours. Oh, wow. I can't believe I just did that and sent it. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Insane. (laughs) Wow. Snaps. That was beautiful. I just wanted to take you all back to what the internet on 2009 really felt like. Um, And sometimes it just, it did. It felt, um, it felt really safe. (laughs) (sighs) I love it. Sometimes I do just want to go back there, you know? Different kind of world. Absolutely. Well, um, you know what? Be safe in chat rooms. I mean, first of all, don't use them. But if you're gonna, be safe. Um, and yeah, absolutely. From, 
from here in the Pacific Northwest. Get bit. Get whipped. Ooh. Ooh. Into the Twilight is an Earbud Media production. Our theme music is by Eli Krauss, and our artwork is by Maddie Padilla. Follow the show on Twitter at Into the Twilight and support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash into the twilight. Send us an email or a fanfiction at into the twilight show at gmail.com. You can find Allie at Into Wild Places and me at Cody Crow. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.